Chaser Report is recorded on Gadigal land. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is the Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to the Chaser Report. We have Dom Knight and Sammy Shah uh, once Hello. again. Hello, Sammy. Hello. Uh, look, we don't normally do this, but I forgot what, during our last intro to throw to an ad break. So here's an ad break. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. The Chaser Report News You Can't Trust. You can avoid those by going to chaser.com.au slash podcast. And it's, I think it's $9 a month or some very small amount that we charge for the uh, the VIP version. What do people get in the VIP version other than no ads? They get no ads and they, they get extra episodes. But I haven't actually been here, so I don't know if we've been putting them up. So sorry if we haven't, but we'll get back to the. We're supposed to record daily episodes and an extra mm. for the paying subscribers. Um, that said, if anyone of the subscribers is used to dealing with the Chaser, they will know that we always fuck up on our promises. So. <laughs> Um, I've done that on my Patreon, where yeah. I'm like, I will make all this content. And then I'm like, hi, remember me? Like, thank yeah. you for paying my rent. Yeah. No, I'm a subscriber to your Patreon, and I expected absolutely nothing from it. Uh, the <laughs> content that I did get. And I you am put stand-up shows up on there. They're, they're actually a bonus. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Are you with Optus? I am. I am with Optus. I've been working in a place where I'm not supposed to say what telco I'm in. Now I can actually vent on this. Let's talk about Optus. Fuck Optus. All right. So did, when did you get your email? About the the hack? Uh, that's a very good question. I, so I the problem is I use Gmail and so mm-hmm. it files all the occasionally important emails from people like Optus into the shit marketing updates bit, which is usually an enormously helpful thing. Yeah. But on this occasion, we actually, I actually missed an important email. So I, I, I don't know. What I, what I have been checking is whether I've got the email saying where certain your details have been leaked. In which case you're supposed to go and change your license details. But Optus being Optus, of course, we have no cert- they wouldn't know if our details have been leaked or not. They're fucking hopeless. Well, that's the crazy thing. So I only got the email a week after the le- the leak happened. And also, oh. we shouldn't even call it a leak or a hack. It was literally someone just discovering that you can go to one web page on Optus's website and just download anything you want to. And but here's the thing: now what do I do? Like, should I switch from Optus? Because technically speaking, Optus is probably now, after this, more secure than anyone else in Australia. Yeah. I presume all the other telcos are, like, laughing through their asses at Optus but haven't actually bothered to patch their own massive flaws. Right. Like, I don't know if I trust any of the others anymore. And then also, someone's got my passport, my driver's license, my everything. What do I do? I can't get a new passport. Well, you you actually can. It's just annoying and expensive. And, and the theory is, I figure that within the next week or so, the government's going to force Optus to pay for some of this shit, at which point the horse will have totally bolted and all of our details will be out there. I mean, the New South Wales government have come up with a brilliant um, solution, which mm-hmm. is that the, the customer service minister, Victor Dominello, is, is good with all this tech stuff in general. We've got a customer service minister. It's, it's Orwellian. But anyway, he came out and was like, oh, don't worry. You can go to Service New South Wales, which is an ironically named organisation. But anyway, you can go to Service New South Wales and change your details. It's fine. And then everyone went, Victor, we can get a new card number, but the driver's licence number is the same. Guess which bit of information Optus has about us? Yeah. The driver's licence number, not the card number. So it's done absolutely nothing. <laughs> so I have the sense of I don't care about my privacy anymore. I gave up. 
Mm. You know, everyone's like, oh, China will get your information. NSA will get your information. Facebook will get your information. I just assume everyone has my information now. I just assume that all my, everything is being watched. Everything's being hacked. There is absolutely nothing in my life that I have any say or control over. And it's quite freeing to live that way. Are you on TikTok? No. But not because I have any security or privacy concerns. I just feel like I'm the 44-year-old man. I have no business being on TikTok. <laughs> that's, Every that's time I go on TikTok, the, the things that the algorithm obviously serves me up, knowing that I'm a 44-year-old man. And it's like, clearly, you must be here for thirst traps. And then it's just way too young women in tights. And I'm like, I don't want to look at this. I should. I'm, it's weird and creepy. I don't want to be the guy who hangs out outside women's gyms or whatever. So I don't. Or at least I don't want to be reminded by TikTok yes, that I'm that, that guy. That, yeah. that I have that capacity <laughs> to be that guy. No, I, I see where you're coming from because I, I must say, the thing is, what what's Optus going to do? I mean, I, I'm just going to get more calls from people pretending to be from the NBN when they're obviously right. not from the NBN. It doesn't seem that bad. I mean, uh, I, I'd have to say kudos to Charles, mm-hmm. who has absolutely no privacy at all who gave his phone number out on national television at one point. Did he get calls? It yes. Was no one yes. So what happened was, um, <laughs> it was one of the better pranks we've done in recent times. Mm-hmm. There was this whole thing in, in Sydney where um, there was a horse race called the Everest and they put the barrier draw for the horse race on the Sydney Opera House. They projected it onto the Opera House and Alan Jones organised it all. And there was a lot of outcry saying, look, you're desecrating our cultural, you know, a cultural temple with your, your stupid horse racing and, and mm. Alan Jones got really stuck in and all that kind of stuff. So uh, so Charles projected Alan Jones's mobile number onto the opera house. <laughs> um, what he did was he it was quite clever. He had a projector in, in the truck and he drove into the bit of the opera house. You know how you can drive into something and then they make you turn around? Yes. While turning around, he stopped for a moment and projected the number onto the opera house. And it was hilarious. It was something, I can't remember the first four digits, but it was 873873, 873, mm-hmm. which is the, um, the, the position on the AM dial of his old radio <laughs> station. So hilarious. So he had to change that uh, thanks to us. And then Kerry-Ann Kennelly, I think on Studio 10 or some uh, equally annoying person, mm-hmm. said to Charles, how would you like it if your number was made public like that? And Charles said, okay. Is he going to have to change his number after this? What's your oh, number? What's your number? Give it to me now. 419. 419, yeah. 282. 282. Are you serious? 188, yeah, that's my number. Is it? Give me a call if you want. Oh, Charles, there you go. Oh, here we go. Is that your phone number? No. Oh, somebody else's. I've got answer. calling from. Hello. Oh, I've got lots of. Oh, no. Oh, look at all the phones. One's from 666. Oh. Oh. The devil. No, I think they're telling Jones, actually. He got calls and texts for days of people going, you're a legend. So he it, is a it appealed to Charles's sense of self. <laughs> and narcissism. Yes, and narcissism, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. And he got yeah, a few yeah, people yeah. Who, who complained. But no, so he's, I mean, I I'll, I'll, 0419282188, if you want to say hello to Charles, um, I believe <laughs> I'm allowed to give his number out whenever we want. I did not know this was a feature we were offering. That, that's great. I should just put it on my Patreon. Um, no, I am i don't care about privacy because I've given up on trying to control it. I'm... I've just assumed that they've all had this stuff. But also, like, Alan Jones. Like, why? I don't know. He was on fucking Q&A. Why was he on Q&A? Did you watch it? Of course not. Nobody watches Q&A. Exactly. It's 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 2022. Which has lower viewership numbers? His YouTube channel or Q&A? Who's giving whom a platform here? Actually, I presume he was there to boost Q&A. 
I presume that's what it was with his uh, YouTube audience or whatever it's called. Okay, I, I thought maybe they, they were hoping that he'd bring some of his YouTube audience over to Q&A because yeah, exactly. they need it. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I thought. Yeah, but I, I presume, I didn't say it, but I presume it went the way it normally goes, which is that lefties get very confused because there are some issues where he completely agrees with them. Like I remember on fracking, on a mm. few things, they're like, oh, Alan Jones is because he's so strident. That if you say something you agree with, he's going, oh, Alan, amazing. You're so, so articulately put. <laughs> and then suddenly he goes back to some rant about, you know, political correctness or something. And then all the lefties are like, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure he had opinions about voice to parliament and all that, which uh, no one needs to hear what Alan Jones thinks about any of those things. But yeah, I don't know. I'm, this whole Optus thing has been so confused because everyone's really upset and outraged and everything by this. I'm just don't feel very bothered. But also, your details are probably public already. Like, like I bet I could find your I mean, date of birth on the internet easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's not a problem. And you can probably now find my... But also, like, it's like people are like, and then they can hack into your accounts. They and your phone number is me. your phone number is oh four one four hate Queensland. Everyone knows that. Yeah, of course, that's a, that's a given. I hmm. specifically pay a thousand dollars a month to um, <laughs> the government just to keep that number. Yeah, I don't know. Like, do you care? Now that all your information is out there? It just seems completely normal. I mean, I'm constantly getting calls from people who are, Hi, Dom, do you want to hear about an exciting investment opportunity? I'm like, you're wasting your time on this for so many reasons. I wouldn't say yes, even if I did have the money to invest in your stupid thing. I get calls from um, Muslim schools. Oh. And, and, yeah, and and weird. I don't know why. I don't know how they know that I'm Pakistani. They've profiled you, but not quite well enough. No, exactly. And but, but then also, I don't want to just be rude to them or anything. I feel bad. So I just pretend like I'm a white guy who doesn't know what, what language they're speaking. Because they'll call up and they'll be like, Assalamu alaikum aapko is school ke mein. And I'll be like, sorry. Sorry, I don't understand what you're saying. Sorry. And then is that your Australian okay. accent? <laughs> no. Please tell me that's true. I don't know what it is. It's just like my generic white, your white accent. accent. <laughs> <Yes>. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, no, so, I, 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 that you'd get hung up on with that voice, I think. Yeah, it works. Never have to um, sign up to a Muslim school yet. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Chaser Report. News a few days after it happens. I must say, I, my general approach is heavy-handed sarcasm, mm-hmm. which, which because of the cultural barrier that sometimes is in place, it lasts for a good two or three minutes before the penny drops. And they usually say, fuck you and hang up. But I also feel bad for them. I feel like oh, yeah. they're just doing a job and, you know. I mean, to what extent? I, it, it's a tough one for me because these are people who are obviously desperate and poor. Yes. Who are doing this stuff. But but they know they're committing fraud, right? Like, there are people, people who are... Who are struggling? Who don't? I mean, I don't know what, at what point they could get another job that didn't involve trying to rip people off. I, I don't know how to feel about that. I mean, we're you know we're we're satirists who ask people to pay money to our Patreon. I'm pretty sure we're committing fraud at some That's point. That's actually we're probably worse because <laughs> we don't provide them the things on that the, we say that we're exactly real. on the moral scale. I think they're less they're more defensible than we are. Yeah, yeah. Look, at least also they probably need the money to eat. Hang on, so do we. 
Um, yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't that bothered because, yeah, like you, I assume, like I know the information's out there. The amount of spam that I get that has my name on it, it's clearly out there already. Exactly. Yeah. I just want. What's the closest I'll, you've ever come to being scammed? Oh, so, uh, some of the first texts with links to like your, you got to pay your overdue, I don't know, whatever it was, toll subscription or something like that. Yeah, I really yeah, went yeah. for that. That did sound like the kind of, because it looked like, because I've got such low respect in the abilities of government authorities to send sensitive yeah, yeah. messages. It looked incredible. Like the typos looked authentically in New South Wales government to me. Okay. That was pretty close. But no, I, I, I don't think I've ever actually been scammed into giving over money. I almost at one point gave $10,000. Like I had my what? card out. And this was, so I had just moved to Australia. I'd been in Australia for six months or something at the time. Uh, we were living in Northern. Um, my partner at the time had gone to work. She used to go to work at 7.30 in the morning. I right. was taking care of, I was getting my daughter ready for her, her uh, school. And, um, you know, she's, I'm getting her dressed super early in the morning. The phone rings. I answer the phone. And it's, this guy says, we're calling from your student taxation office. And uh, you've been found to be guilty of uh, uh, committing tax fraud. And we're sending the police over right now. And I'm like, Shit. I've only been in this country six months. And I didn't know about the tax stuff in Australia at all. Because in Pakistan, you don't pay taxes. So I've never paid taxes before until I moved to Australia. So I'm like, maybe I have accidentally committed tax fraud. And I start panicking. And I'm like, listen, I have to drop my kid to school. Can you at least wait until I drop my kid to school and come back? And then you can arrest me. Like, I don't understand what to do. And that's a very, a very important point. I think people should be arrested only after dropping their kids at school. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, only that's reasonable. what I figured. It's less traumatizing for the kid, is what I think. Yeah. Anyway, um, and then uh, they say, yes, look, here's what you can do. There's a fee amount you're supposed to pay. If you pay that fee amount, we'll call the police, tell them not to come. And you can then maybe go to the police station later and sort that out. Uh, the, I was like, what's the fee amount? And they're like, it's $10,000. And I was like, that's like most of our savings at this point. We just moved to Australia. That's all we have left, really. But I'm like, it's better than go to jail. And then, and then I, I remember there's a friend of mine who's a comedian in Perth who's a tax guy. And I was like, oh, actually, let me call him up. And, and I told this person, I'm like, hey, let me just get my tax friend on. He's good with this stuff. And they're like, give us the number. We'll talk to him. So I give oh. his number. But here's, what they, here's where they screw up. It's a man with a very heavy Indonesian accent on the other end, right? And, right. and I'm like thinking Australia is a multicultural country. It's so wonderful that the Indonesian guy is getting a job in the tax department. Um, <laughs> what a celebration of our multiculturalism as I'm about to go to jail. And You were still they, very new to Australia in those days, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they basically, they, they, they say that man is now going to call you and tell you what to do next. Your friend. And then they pretended to be my friend, but it was just the same guy with the same Indonesian accent. Now pretending, and I was like, "That's when it fell apart." But literally at that moment, I had my wallet out and my wow. car ready. So I, and which I'm goes to show it. how often it must work. I mean, for that industry to actually exist, yeah. like they must get one. Like, so, oh look, we're we're in quite a long way to this scam already. Let's just pretend to be his friend. Hi, Sammy. This is your friend Pete. <laughs> Even they must have been like, he can't be this dumb. I'm going to try and save him from himself by making this really obvious. But I if think, he is this dumb, my God, we've just had a very good payday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I would have earned that loss, personally, is what I think. Yeah, there we go. That's, that's an amazing story. And so at what point did you realise that Australia wasn't that kind of multicultural paradise? Oh, just when I continued living here past the first six months, yeah, basically. Yeah, fair enough. Now, yeah, hang yeah. on, you said that there's no tax in Pakistan. You haven't no, there paid is tax. tax. No one pays it. Like How? You're, when your job. That sounds like a brilliant idea. 
I mean, basically what it is, is is the reason why Pakistan's a mess, right? Because there's no tax collection system that works. Well, I mean, that, whenever yeah, I there's no money for infrastructure or basic services. But but as against that, you don't have to pay any tax. Yeah, I would rather pay tax. I love paying tax. Look at everything I get for it. This is amazing. My Medicare is covered. You know, my child gets free, like, public school education. The roads are good. I will pay more tax happily if it means more free shit from the government. I, I that, have the opposite approach to tax. That does sound quite good. I mean, that, that if if only people who earn more than you make out of comedy, if, if any of them had the same view, if any billionaires, well, my, for instance, were yeah. like, yeah, look, you know what, I'm happy to contribute to the society that's been so good to me. Don't make it about contributing to society. People are inherently selfish. I yeah. want to contribute more so I can get more free shit. Also, I don't trust myself with money. If you leave that money with me, I'll just buy vintage watches or some dumb shit like that. Take 70% of my income and give me everything free instead. I'm down with that. I can have You know that. what they should have? They should have mm-hmm. something where, let's say you're a, bil- you're a very wealthy person and you don't manage to minimize your tax. Mm-hmm. There's some sort of VIP lounge, right? Like yes. those people at the hospital get the sort of trinket bullshit that they like. Like there's a little waiting room with a velvet rope and the billionaires who pay, actually pay tax yeah. get to go in the VIP waiting room. They don't get any better treatment. They might get slightly better snacks or in fact any snacks and a velvet rope. Why don't we yeah. con them the same way that, that like every private, you know, members club or whatever cons them? Well, instead of penalizing people for not paying tax if you reward people for paying tax you're more likely to get people paying tax i think should I we think name things it. after them like if you yes. pay that much tax you can have like a seat at the football stadium or maybe a really pissy park named after you like what would i would i would like a bench at any park i don't even give a shit which park i want a That's bench good. named after me i'd like a bench right. i'm probably not going to pay enough tax to deserve one but my my i might get like a pebble you know, like ah, a pebble I garden. I can with the pebble. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you can buy a star and have it in your name and it's bullshit and it, it doesn't actually happen, but they should do that. Everyone gets a star. So Twiggy Forrest and, and Tina Reinhardt, if they if they actually pay enough tax mm-hmm. to fund a school, yes. do I want, would I want my child to go to Tina Reinhardt Public School? Oh, God. Yeah, that, that's true. Which the, is worse, the Reinhardt Twiggy Academy. Foresters. <laughs> She did write poetry, didn't she, at one point, if I remember correctly? Yeah, no, there's some some excellent stuff. Maybe maybe she can have, like, an, an, an online scammy school named after her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think I think we've solved it. We've solved taxes in Australia. Dope. Well done. <laughs> Give them trinkets. Thank you very much, Sammy. Uh, you can subscribe to Sammy's podcast, News Weekly, with an, with an A. Um, and our gear is from Road. We're part of the ACAST Creator Network. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.